Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Thank you very much, and welcome to another episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. Today's show is presented in partnership with the Durango Songwriters Expo. For 25 years, the Durango Songwriters Expo has brought together artists and writers of all genres to create opportunities for them to get heard and develop relationships with both the music industry and other attendees. You can find more information at durango-songwriters-expo.com. On today's episode, we meet twin sisters from the Chicago area, Carly and Martina. Don't make the mistake of assuming that Carly and Martina has a team of producers and industry insiders behind them calling the shots. Carly and Martina are in total control of their sound and their career. Their new self-produced album, Are You Listening?, is filled with catchy pop hooks and well-crafted lyrics that were all created during the shutdown quarantine time. Their work caught the attention of Apple, who not only features them prominently on their playlists, but also invited them to be a part of the latest iMac product launch. You'll understand from the conversation today why Carly and Martina have a very bright future ahead of them. We'll also feature three songs from the Are You Listening record. We'll play Your Song, Honeymoon, and The Future Isn't What It Used To Be. So let's get the show started with Your Song by Carly and Martina on Joy Sounds. I keep hearing your song Every time I think I'm fine Every time I'm moving on Say I don't care but I do Cause it takes me back to times I would sing your song to you i 
That was your song by Carly and Martina, and it is absolutely my pleasure to welcome to Joy Sounds, Carly and Martina. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. What a fun song that is. I love the video for it, too. It's a real throwback. It's like a nostalgic kind of video, right? Yeah, so we were actually inspired by, you know how the Beatles, their big performance in America was on the Ed Sullivan Show, and the Beatles are our favorite band, so we used to watch that performance all the time, and we loved, just in the 60s, uh, how they would have like the... Uh, singers with yes the and with the backup dancers and the backup band and everyone was doing the choreography and we loved it so much and we felt like the song itself had a really nostalgic feel so we thought it would be really fun to recreate that Ed Sullivan show performance but to have ourselves as the backup dancers and the musicians and the cameramen and all the people because creating that song we were playing all the parts of a crew you know we were the producers singers the instrumentalists so we did all of it so we thought it would be really fun to portray that in the music video and then the outfits were actually our mom's old power suits from the 90s because she was a lawyer (laughs) thought it would be a really fun homage to her well you guys nailed it all the way around (laughs) and yeah not not only was it an homage to strong women there was carly and martina's everywhere every corner of the video a world my kind of world (laughs) six carly and martina's exists i don't know about that correct me if i'm wrong you're 18 years old yes yes and you just told me you're favorite band is the Beatles. I don't come across too many 18-year-olds who the first thing out of their mouth is, our favorite band is the Beatles. Our dad's favorite band is the Beatles, and he grew up in the 60s, and he is such a Beatles fan, a huge Bob Dylan fan, Jefferson Airplane, the Eagles, all of that kind of stuff. So we grew up listening to that. Like there, are, I have so many memories of us in our car in the summer, like driving to our piano lessons, our dad would drive us. And all we would play is the Beatles. And I definitely think it was a thing like we would watch the documentaries. We'd watch the performances together. So it was this whole, that's how we got like introduced to music, I guess. Yeah, I mean, other than like some Disney Channel stuff, we didn't actually listen to pop music until we were like 12. It was just like oldies. Yeah. And which we love. And we had been, we've been taking piano lessons since we were four. So it was like piano music, like our practice stuff and like, the Beatles yeah. and like oldies and like classic and rock repeat and then all of that until like 10 years old after practicing piano from everything we heard we just kind start of writing songs. start writing songs just for fun yeah it was never like we saw Hannah Montana no. and we weren't like 
I want to be a pop star. It was always just like, we just did it for fun. Being pop stars, it was never the goal. Being even the singers of our own songs, that was never the goal. It was really all just about writing the songs. And then we just realized, oh, well, we might as well sing them because like we're right here and getting somebody else to sing them will take forever. And then it just kind of progressed. So let's go back to the song that we opened the show up with, your song. And we already talked a little bit about the video, but how did this song come to be? Is there a story behind it? There actually is. So it was like 2 a.m. and we were just kind of in the kitchen eating chips and guac. It was in, in the middle of quarantine. We were kind of bummed out from all of that. And Martina just kind of started playing some chords on her computer. And I was like, wait a sec, this is so good. And so I came up with the chorus. And then after I was that, like, oh my God, we are writing this right now. I do not care that it's three in the morning. And then after that, we were just like in the kitchen, like banging on the table, like, here's the beat. Oh my God, so good. Hey. And like just writing it. And then it took us a while to produce. It's, it was actually the third song we'd ever produced in our lives so we were still really new at everything but we just loved the song so much we were like we don't care how long this takes us we are getting it done we're gonna do it right and this is off your new record are you listening which uh as i understand it you just uh, released in early august this is a special record so why don't you explain that to me so it was the first record we'd ever completely, well, it was our first album, period. And then it also happens to be that we completely wrote, produced, and mixed it ourselves in quarantine in our basement on a laptop. Yeah. Amazing. So the, this album is the outcome all during quarantine. And yeah. just to restate it, you did everything on it. You wrote yes. it. You recorded it, you mixed it. And so this was your quarantine project. Yes, Yes, it was. I I just got to be honest with you. I'm feeling not very productive with my quarantine next to you guys. (laughs) That was also a remarkably focused effort. You guys must have been at it every day because that's a short amount of time to put that kind of project together. We started towards the middle of March and we ended in May. Yeah. So we were doing like, and it wasn't because we were like forced to, we just genuinely wanted to, is we were doing like 12 to 14 hours, locking ourselves in the basement every day. And it (laughs) was, yeah, it would be like 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's how we do it. Or like 1 p.m. to 3 a.m. or something like that. You had told me off air that production was relatively new to you. Did you self-produce the record out of necessity, meaning in quarantine you couldn't have another producer? Or was this a conscious decision? Did you guys really just want to take hold of the entire creative process? A little bit of both. For a while, we had been feeling really frustrated with the music we had been making because we were listening to a lot of voices that weren't ours, thinking we needed fancy producers, expensive production costs, certain equipment because they knew better than we could ever know. So how could we ever make our own decisions? Countless people telling us the way to be, the way to sound. And we were getting so tired of that and we had wanted to change that anyways. And then it just so happened that when we were in the situation where co-writing and getting someone to produce your song was going to be so much harder, it was kind of the last moment where we were like, oh my goodness, the whole plan is being laid out for you. This is the time to finally make that change. You have no other options, so you might as well try. You guys probably had that moment where it was just kind of like, okay, here we go. We're going to we're gonna yes. take the reins, right? Exactly. I mean, I think had quarantine not happened, eventually we would have gotten to that spot anyways because we had already been really thinking like we should start learning how to produce and stuff. We thought it was going to be so much well, I'm not saying it's not hard because it was really hard, but we thought it was going to be an insurmountable task for us to do because everyone cracks it up to be that way. So we were really nervous and we were kind of like taking our time thinking about it. And then quarantine just kind of pushed us in the deep end and we were like, okay, well, 
day one, let's start producing. Let's see what song we come up with well, today. And it's also really cool because I think now like production is my favorite part. Oh, for sure. Like not only did we get to like make it like write, produce and mix an album, which is super cool. And like, I'm, I love the music that we make and like, I can like bump it in the car and be like, yeah, yeah we did. That. I made that. Like, yeah. <laughs> we found like a whole new passion to where like, it never feels like, well, no, I shouldn't say that. It does. I do want to bang my head into a wall and I want to bang my head into her head. Sometimes sure, yeah, yeah. That's understandable. Completely understandable. But it's so fun. And yeah. those few months were some of the most like fulfilling, fulfilling. months of I my life. I feel like now we call ourselves producers. producers. Like the whole time we were singers, we were songwriters. There was always something missing. We always felt like there was a piece that we weren't getting. And now it's-, it's We're artists the, and producers. Yeah. That is what we do. This is what the industry needs. I don't probably need to tell you that there is a conspicuous absence of women producers in our field. Well, I think it's hard to say, like, I'm going to be a role model because it's not we're not doing it for the kudos of being a yeah, role model. Yeah, we just want to make music. But we understand that we do have a responsibility now that we've taken this leap to continue taking the leap and continue so that more girls like us and more women like us who are feeling like they don't have the power to do it themselves can look at us and say, but look at how they're running their career. So like, obviously now that we've started, we're not going to stop, but I don't want to say like my dream is to be a role model because I think that's just a hard thing to say, you know? I think, I think because it's really just all about the music for us. Like all we want to do is just make more music. And I feel like the more music we make, the more girls can see that and be like, oh no, I can do that. But exactly, that would be just an amazing like additive, but it really just, we're artists and producers. We just want to make music. I get it. Yet at the same time, I think it's actually okay for you guys to say out loud that you'd like to be that role model. I understand that that's not the end game. That's not the objective, but we need you. We need role models actually in this field. I I definitely think we appreciate that a lot. And like we're, we're here. And especially know? because like we know how hard it is to be taken seriously when you walk into a meeting as a girl and you're like, yeah, I'm a producer. And then the person looks at you and they're like, sure, you sure. are. Sure, you are. And then you play it and they're like, oh, wait, yes, maybe you, are. you are. Maybe you are. But you do have to kind of assert yourself. You really got to say, oh, no, I am. And we hope that by us doing that, it creates not only a space for other women to feel like they can do it, too, but also for everyone else who's in that room, the next time a girl comes into that room to look back on us and be like, wait a second, before they I might actually be good. Let's see what's up, you know? Well, let's hear more of your work as producers, songwriters, performers. And the next tune that you wanted to share with us is called Honeymoon. This was the second, second. song we had ever produced. And it actually was really cool. Once it was released, it was playlisted a bunch on Apple Music. It got on their date night and um, breaking pop playlist along yes. with the front of their, it was on the front of their pop page on Hot Tracks, which was so cool. So like the fact that Apple Music supported it so much and loved it so much. We are so thrilled by that. This is Carly and Martina with Honeymoon on Joy Sounds. Loving what I found 
And that was Honeymoon by Carly and Martina. Yeah, you guys you guys sound like seasoned vets as producers. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I don't want to get too far in the weeds with the production talk, but you guys use Logic, right? Yes. You had the honor of being recognized by Apple for your work, right? I mean, this, this was not lost on Apple. No, it was incredibly exciting. They heard our music and liked it and then kind of realized that we had produced it ourselves and kind of listened to our story. They happened to have their 27 inch iMac coming out and they wanted to feature creators that were really taking quarantine and just being a smaller creator and using Apple products to kind of build their business. And so when they heard about us, they were like, you know, we'd love to have you guys as a part of our, the launch of our Apple product sharing your story and your song. Yeah. So it was really cool because we were part of the presentation for the new 27-inch iMac along with the first Logic update in like 20 years. So it was really cool. We got to present and it was just amazing. That's a big deal because those things are like fully staged spectacles. I I assume that this one was virtual, right? This this year's was online, right? 
Yeah, it was really interesting. It was their first ever virtual press conference. So to be a part of that and to watch how they kind of made it come to life, that was incredibly interesting. And we'd also never been a part of and gotten to listen to how they talk about their products when they're giving press releases. So just to be able to also hear them in action, that was really cool. Well, congratulations. May that turn into a long and healthy relationship for you guys. Thank you so much. Your sound and your music has pop sensibilities, wonderful pop hooks, and there's a narrative to the lyric. There's lots to listen to there, but I can also see it set to TV and film. I can I can kind of see it married to picture as well. So we've actually gotten a bunch of sync placements on Freeform, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Actually one, it's on LA's Finest. It's coming out tomorrow. We're really excited about that. And that's been something we've been doing for the past several months now. It's really fun. We have, we have so much fun with it. Just seeing our songs in TV shows that live forever and like going on Hulu with our friends and being like, Hey, click that episode. I'm in that. <laughs> it's really fun. It's us. very cool to like be a part of pop yeah. culture in a different way than just being your own artist Yeah, to be integrated into something like something that, else. something bigger, you know, is so cool. Is this something that you might consider writing specifically for film and television in addition to your standalone singles and records. Yeah, so we do both. We love writing for sync. It's fun. It's experimental. We can get a little weirder, a little edgier, a little more like banging with our um, Mm -hmm. production and lyrics and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, if the artist stuff works, I mean, it really is all about the placement. As you know, like if the song works, the song works. So we love doing both. We want to continue to do both. and. It's just a great way to bring in just a different side and you get to explore that. New aspects of our artistry is like, we always love discovering that, whether it's discovering our production skills or discovering new genres we're into. That's always what we're trying to do. We're on a mission to like discover what kind of art we can make. So it's just been a really fun creative outlet for us. Yeah. Have you given any consideration to producing other artists or writing specifically for other artists? Or do you want to keep this specifically for your project? We've thought about writing for other artists a lot. We've We've already produced for a couple. We have. It's something we're always down to do. If the situation works and everything kind of works out in everybody's favor, we're down to do it. But obviously, like right now, our primary focus is us. I think one day we'll want to eventually transition into working for other artists because I just want as it's much fun. Yeah. It's really fun for us. Uh, but for now, you know, if it works great. And if not, we just do our thing. I'm almost positive that you've been asked this question before. And I always pride myself on trying to ask questions that you don't get asked over and over again, but I have to, sorry, because I'm fascinated when I see not just siblings work together, but twins work together. And I am always wondering, what's the pros and cons of that? Like, where is that working dynamic um, a real positive thing to be working with your twin? And when's it a drawback? That's a really good question, because it's definitely cool. I definitely think that producing a record together, I mean, we've been doing this together for quite like a, a a little bit now, but I definitely think that producing a record together in quarantine. Yeah, it's weird. You would think that we would be fighting all the time about stuff. We really weren't. All of our mixing notes, all of our production notes, we were were the same, always like exactly the same. So we got really, really in sync. And like on a personal like level, like bringing 
production into the mix and completely doing it ourselves brought us so much closer together just as people in our sibling relationship. Yeah, I think the pros are that we're kind of like the yin to each other's yang. We, our strengths are opposite and our weaknesses are opposite. So we're able to balance each other out. But obviously like the cons, there are no cons in terms of like actually us working together. I think the only cons are that when other people try to compare us to each other or say one is better or worse than the other, I think that's really damaging to see. It's mainly online. I mean, that's really hard, but that would be the only con and that doesn't exist because of us. So no cons. Have the two of you fallen into specific roles? Like one of you sort of more the melody person, one of you more the sound design person. I'm just interested, or is it all over the map? We've actually realized the more we do completely together and the less we separate the roles, the better the song and the production and it all meshes together better. You get everybody's opinions and everybody's like, by everybody, I mean, us do you get both of our tastes in everything which is a true collaboration for us what is in store for carly and martina what do you guys see in the future wow another project for sure as soon as possible we don't like to let things sit we want to make music and get it out there especially because we get to call the shots nobody's telling us not to Mm -hmm. um which is nice hopefully some collaborations along the way that'd be really cool those are in talks more sync placements that's in the works what else i mean i think growing the fan base you know just doing the thing basically just keep on going what a pleasure to talk to you guys thank you so much thank you so much for having us thank you this is really cool and you are kind enough to present us with another song for us to wrap up this episode and the one that you uh you want to end the show on is future isn't what it used to be Uh, we have a fun story for this this was kind of like we felt like this really explained how we felt about the whole quarantine COVID-19 thing you know you can tell in the title and so we knew we wanted it to be on the album but it wasn't produced correctly and we knew that but we just didn't know what to do so we produced everything else but it was like the day before everything had to be ready and this song was just sitting on our computer and we were playing it and we were like you know what it's just not working out for us let's scrap the entire thing stay up all night and reproduce it in a night and restructured it. <laughs> we literally restructured and reproduced it we in a night. It needed vocals, to be done. We cut the vocals, changed the guitar, everything. But we did it. And at 6 a.m. Called an all-nighter. At 6 a.m., we woke up and we were like, yup, this is it. And so and we went to mixing and now it's on the album. And I'm, I think we're very, very happy with how it turned out. Yes. Wow. What a great story of tenacity but i also i also love hearing that you're just not settling you're not settling no. if it's not ready to go you do what it takes right because we don't feel it's fair to the song you got to give everything like the chance that it yeah. deserves before you like cut it we also felt like if we were to change the song and mess it up it can't be worse than a mediocre song so let's try to make it anything other than mediocre you know and now it's not mediocre now it's good Carly and Martina, thank you so much once again. The new record is called Are You Listening? Please, all Joy Sounds listeners, check that out. And we're going to close the show with Future Isn't What It Used To Be. Thank you, Carly. Thank you, Martina. We will talk to you you soon. Yesterday you called me home Said you'd rather be alone If I'm not there beside you, beside you
to subscribe and follow joy sounds wherever you listen to podcasts also follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at joy sounds music are you an artist who would like to be on the show visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information until next time this is joy sounds music you need to know